Fancy sponsoring the Battle Fever Network? Fancy having your business come your logo on our social media graphics and your details being read out on our shows? Well, now you can. Get in touch with us on any of our social media platforms or email us at battlefeverpod at outlook.com. That's battlefeverpod at outlook.com. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. That battle fever coming over me. And I got butterflies and hurricanes shaking my body. He's only back two seconds and he's fucked up already. Um, and in case you didn't realise, it was the rank titles. Everything was rang there. That was the worst possible start. That was like Rangers 2022 2023. What the fuck is going on? Paul sitting there like that. Yeah, can't fucking wait. be a take. I'm about to destroy you. Put it this way things can only get better. And everything that we're going to talk about tonight, can only well, I... <laughs> um, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll try that again. We'll cut that out. Don't worry, we're not live. We'll cut that it's out. And in the real edit, we'll put the right thing in. Right, okay. Um, welcome to BFTV Live here on the Battle Fever Network. As a kind of autopsy, if you like, post-mortem. And also looking ahead to hopefully a victory um, on Sunday to... Get us to the World Cup. That's probably as good as we could put it. Just get us to the World Cup. <laughs> to be honest with you, and then that'll be... if I miss this game, this game <laughs> he's going to get us to the World Cup. I'm going to get us to the World Cup. I know I'm out the loop a wee bit, but what the fuck? <laughs> I know, I was going to say, we need to caveat with what you said there. It's not get the club to the World Cup, but get us to the World Cup. Break. For us to have a break. <laughs> yes. Um... Joining me this evening, as you can see, he was live at Ibrox with me on Tuesday night. We had a smashing time, didn't we, mate? Oh, it, was, it was the best ever. Do you know the best part of that evening was obviously this macaroni and cheese beforehand and, and, uh, and the, the collective, what the fuck is going on at half time? But apart from that, yeah, it was, uh, was it, what was it somebody said? We, 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 we came expecting... We came expecting very little, but we're walking away with absolutely fuck all or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was a shocker. It was oh. an absolute shocker. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, below Paul at Seas is that sexy, silky voice that is the main man, Geo. How are we, my friend? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Calm down after a, a few days of shouting and moaning and, and ranting and raving and stuff like that there. But I'm all right. Baz is back, mate. That's the only reason I'm here. I'm just here to see the Baz Bryski. The thing is, the thing is, <laughs> I hate it when Rangers don't do well because Gio puts in a really angry voice note and with that voice, it just sounds ten times more terrifying. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> and below me this evening is, of course, the main man, Baz Bowski. No seen you for a wee while, mate. Actually delighted has, has, to see you. It has been a while, mate. Aye, thanks very much. It has been a wee while. Uh, do you know what? I've been doing podcasts after we, we lose and I tend not to come on. I always have some sort of excuse. But the way the season's gone, I thought, I'm never going to be on it. If I'm never on every time we lose, I'm never going to be on it. <laughs> so I thought I better go on. But you know, I know the guy's a legend and all that, but and he's no longer with us. But I haven't right half Johan Cruyff. I, I just don't like the guy anymore. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. 
And his arena is a shite hole too. Aye, it's an absolute <laughs> shit tick. Who'd <laughs> 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 go there? <laughs> so, this evening, we're going to get through quite a lot because, as we say, we have an autopsy of the Champions League shite that we watched, sorry, campaign that we watched, and we're going to look to St Johnston and beyond that as well because we've got three games remaining before that World Cup break, like we says, and it really has to be a strong finish for Rangers, for Geo, for us, for everybody connected with the club. Um, so, first of all, just want to say thank you to our sponsors. We have um, G4 Claims, we have um, Media Print EK, we have, <laughs> um, we also have CP Plumbing and Heating, whose advert was supposed to be played at the start, but it'll be played in the middle now in a late change to proceedings. Because <laughs> um, so thank you very much today for all the support and, and allowing us to do what we do. <clears throat> Thanks also to everybody for tuning in. I see a few um, familiar faces and familiar yeah. names. Good, uh, good. There, which is nice. good to see. Yeah. Um, so it's great and Ian there just with that comment that get put up that's why we're there evening all great to see your smiling faces how long will that last I've probably going to guess about 30 seconds mate and then it'll be gone <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so you have more sponsors than an angel shirt yes we do thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> it's supporting local businesses that's what we're doing okay exactly, good to see. exactly. thanks Andrew mate thank you very much that's tenors in the post mate right. cheers thanks um, you such a suck up, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's a man. I'll tell you a wee story about Andy, right? right we um, we went out for a pint and we met in Glasgow and we went up. Sammy came out as well. So anyway, we're going to be pub crawl and all that. We're having a few uh, drinks or whatever. And I think we went into a whiskey bar. We went into Rufus's and then we went down to this other bar, the pot still or something. It's called Andy's like, fuck. I've left my phone up there. I'm like, look, mate, I'll run across the road. I, I've been in that boozer a few times. I'll speak to the staff and all that. So I run up to the boozer and I'm looking about the place and I'm looking where I was sitting. So I'm up to the bar and I say, I'm waiting on somebody to come here and I'm going to say, look, it's somebody handed the phone in. Next minute, my phone rings. There's Andy phoning me. I'm like, ah, hello? He's like, I'm just checking to see how, how you're getting on finding my phone. I, I says, how the fuck am I speaking to you, Andy? And he went, oh, aye, good point, mate. I'll see when you get back. <laughs> He phoned me for the phone I'm up there looking for. <laughs> anyway, Andy, Love cheers, it. mate. We'll go for a pint soon, buddy. Send Baz in another fucking There's, there's another fan. There's another fan of the Bicycle as well. See any sponsored Baz 10 cocktails in the line? Johnny Belfast. Yes. I'm no bullshitting you. Johnny Belfast is actually starting a podcast about cocktails. He goes on about it all the time. He started this cocktail in the Loudon Tavern that was a, a Parma Violet cocktail. And what he did was he go gin, lemonade, and a packet of fucking Parma violets and threw them in, and that was his cocktail. <laughs> so uh, if you're on if you're on uh, Twitter or whatever, and you know Johnny Belfast, he's asked me to ask you send in your cocktail recipes for his new podcast. It's going to be brilliant. Tune in. Love nice. that. I like it. I like that. I like that. Um, we have a poll. I made that show. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Send them. Send them anyway. Send it anyway. He wants to know, so it doesn't matter. Um, we've got a poll running through the show this evening, which simply is hashtag geo in or hashtag geo out. Now, this is not a, a, a hashtag bash geo, right? It isn't that at all. If geo is still to remain in charge, then who's at fault? Who's to go above him? Um, if geo is to go because he's not totally at fault, but partly at fault, then what we want to do is we want if you tell us who 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 takes over, who comes in. Who actually um, 
who who fixes this mess is what we're trying to find out. So if you go on our Twitter page and you go to the poll, if you don't follow us and you're watching this, then go follow us first and then subscribe and then go and complete the poll. <laughs> <laughs> you not why not? Why are you not? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Do you know well, what I mean? I think that's a bit shite, mate. The guy's actually on the podcast tonight and you're having a fucking a poll about who's getting rid of him and who they bring in. I mean, it's probably going to be somebody like Snags or Simi that comes in, but I don't think it's nice to try and get rid of the guy when he's on the podcast. See, it's ruthless. Sorry, it's ruthless. Oh, ruthless. We are ruthless, aren't we? Again. Yeah, so, well, that's not a story. <laughs> so uh, you go on our Twitter page and you let us know what you think because at the end of the day, listen, it's our club. Do you know what I mean? It is our club. And we have a valid opinion here. We watch the team every week. We pay for the privilege to watch our team. Um, and even if you know they're not doing so well, so so duty to let that to let the board know and let the and let the team know that we're not happy with what's been served up on the park. And I don't think MD's out of order in doing that, regardless whether you are a subsidised builder or you watch the or you, you can't get to games because of where you stay. For instance, like your very own Geo there. You're valid and you're you're entitled to your opinion because we're all the same and we're all um, Rangers supporters. Champions League got topsy town. Stats. Bye. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't make good reading, shall no. I say? Okay, so we played six in Group A. We lost six in Group A. We scored two goals. We conceded twenty-two goals, and we finished it with a goal difference of twenty minus twenty-two. Now minus twenty. Well, it's sort of minus twenty. Yes, because we scored twenty-two. Sorry. No, <laughs> thanks, Paul. No. <laughs> What I have to say here is, right, is the negativity surrounding our club is totally valid, right, and warranted, okay? Looking at our neighbours, Champions League record, played six, lost four, drawn two, scored four, conceded 15, and had a goal difference of minus 11. Both got fucked out, both reported in very different ways, and it's probably just due to the style of football from both clubs. They keep the ball better than us and they, they had a go at teams. Now, I'm not a fan of having a go at teams and just aimlessly getting pumped all the time, right? You have to play at your own strength. What I, why I brought them up is that was their philosophy is to have a go. And it, listen, it didn't work for them either. They're not good enough. They, not, they missed too many chances, etc., etc. What was your philosophy, <laughs> Paul? What, what, uh... what were we trying to do in the Champions League? Because if I could get that cleared up, I could then maybe make sense of it. Well, I would say the, the, the easiest way to answer that question is to ask probably either the players or Gio, uh, Van Van Bronckhorst himself, but I'm, I'm not certain they know the answers to that either. Um, well, we've uh, been asking them for weeks. In the- <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, and there's been very little comeback in that. It's just been, oh, I don't want to be all right. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. The whole thing's been cataclysmic. Let's be brutally honest about it. It's been a disastrous campaign, pitiful performances, woeful results. Um, and you can you can go about them across City all you want. I'm not going to really want to discuss them. They have their own ethos. That's what that's what they that's what they went for. Ours was unrecognisable. I mean, if you look at it, as as I said the other night, this is a team who six months ago were one kick away from winning the Europa League, one kick away from winning the Europa League mm-hmm. in the final, and then six months later, we are the worst team in Champions League history, with very little personnel change. Within that, the team is unrecognisable, not just in terms of personnel, because there's really only two really have really gone, and maybe one or two have come in. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Just a good point, Ryan. I'm going to get to that. They're saying that we cannot compete at the level now with the with Champions League teams. Yet, 
Dortmund and Leipzig, who we put out of the Europa League last season. You know, put them both, for swords. Both qualified, didn't they? Both qualified. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both through. And then it's mm. like Frankfurt, who we, we went head-to-head within the final and only beat us with a penalty, but in a penalty shootout. One, they're through as well. So don't tell us. Don't come out with this nonsense, oh, we can't compete at this level. Oh, it's a learning process. Absolute nonsense. That is absolute nonsense. We, we competing with them and beating them only a few months ago. So something drastically has changed within the club, whether that's at the coaching level, it's mentality, fitness levels. Because I'll tell you right now, irrespective of what anybody says, that team is not fit. And in fact, I remember you, you and Scott, you and I were doing the, the live pods and somebody actually came up and said, Van Bronckhorst has just said, the fitness levels at this level of Champions League are way beyond what, what, what we are or what we need to be. That's unacceptable. We, because we were... I mean, let's, let's be honest, was it last season, within three days, we played two games, both went to extra time, and we won both of them by overpowering them fitness. So if the, if the team's fitness levels have dropped off, that is solely on the coaching staff because mm. they're obviously not concentrating on that and the fitness levels have collapsed. And it certainly looks that way. It looks like they're blowing up their ass after 70 minutes. Okay, yeah. mate. And if we had that applause button, then I think I would have played it. Um, but I don't. Do you know what? So, see, see the fact that they've, they've lost a lot of fitness over the past few months. Do you reckon there's something changed in the terms of training regarding? See the amount of injuries we seem to be getting. Do you reckon maybe they're, yeah. they're trying to calm down on the? Uh, this is just me fucking guessing, but do you think they're maybe trying to calm down on the, the training or the fitness side of things to prevent injury at training? I'm I'm just I'm just trying to think outside the box. Like, I don't is it, we, we weren't always like that, you know what I mean? It's, this is just a new thing. This fitness thing. We, we were right. always a, a, a fit team, you know, uh, playing extra time and you know running teams after part. And it seems to be just recently we seem to be right on fit. And I'm just wondering maybe because of the injuries of right, right, you need to actually calm down a bit. Maybe there's something. Happen. I don't know, mate. I'm just I'm just trying to have a, a, a guess. Good no, point, no. It's a good point. I, I was I was just going to say I I was at a press conference on the Friday pre uh, prior to the um, Aberdeen match and Van Bronckhorst was actually asked about um, the, the, the fitness and the injuries and stuff like that and he said no he says we have not changed anything to do with our fitness levels our training here it's all continued on from last season we've not changed anything of like that and then he said but yeah but sure that's contributed towards the injuries and, and I said no no no. Uh, the injuries, so we said we are being slightly unlucky, but the injuries, most of the injuries are, are caused by the compression of the games for the champions for the, for the World Cup that's coming up. We're now getting constantly two games in a week. Everyone getting two games every week, and it's and it's, it's, and it's all being compressed down. It's repetition. So if you look at the statistics across Europe, there's an awful lot more injuries at the start of the season because that's what's happening across the European leagues. They may have a point. Like I'll, I'll, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'll, the, I'll buy but, it. But the fitness levels, absolutely not. Something's something's clearly changed. Well, I I think I sorry Scott, I was going to say, mate. Oh, I, you think, I think what's for me, um, what's probably happened is that that last season sort of took care of itself because I think after a couple of games, um, Gio realised that he didn't really need to change the system much. He just needed to make various wee tweaks, like maybe reining the fullbacks in. I think for me personally, what's happened here is he's went in. He's just got the season over with last last season, and he's went into this season, in the preseason, and decided to put his own stamp on things. And I think that's why we're looking at more injuries. Maybe maybe the team aren't working as hard in training, and that's effectively why they're getting injured because they're maybe they're not at peak fitness, and that's effectively why they're getting injured. 
they're not necessarily being overtrained. I think they might be undertrained. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Maybe they're concentrating too much on ball work. Maybe they're not concentrating on the harder I've, physical I've, side of the game. I've heard, I've heard that the, 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 the training is uh, focuses an awful lot on ball work and ball control and retention of the ball and an awful lot of fitness oh, it's stuff. What I will say in, in Van Bernalcourt's defence is he has never, ever once used the injury problems we have at the club as an excuse for what's going on. And I will well, say he's that, used everything else, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he has, but he, but he hasn't, he hasn't used that. And I'll, I'll get, I'll credit him that. He's never once said, "Yeah, but we've got fucking lots of injuries." But it's, but, but everything else he is, and it's, it's things aren't great. Here's where I don't buy into what he's saying. Well, I contradict myself. I kind of buy into it, right? Okay, we've got far too many. You know, there's too many games because of the World Cup. Fair enough, right? That's fine. Last year when Dio took over, <coughs> we obviously lost our fitness coach in Jordan Milsom, right, from the Gerard coaching staff who moved to Villa, right? Then we, you know, Gio brought his own staff in and we had games, so we had midweek game, weekend game, midweek game, weekend game, all the way through, you know, right to Christmas near enough. And then obviously with the break and with Christmas, blah, blah, blah. And then we, we run straight into that kind of run of games. And by then we were into the last stages of European competitions, and as Gio says, things take care of themselves then because players don't want to train. Players want to be playing week in, week out. You know what I mean? And that kind of takes to do with it. Everything was fine last year, as you quite rightly point out, Paul. Calvin Bassey running absolutely steamrolling past James Forrest. In the who, had just come on, who had just come on as Who had just come on and yeah, Calvin yeah. had played 120 minutes the, uh, the night before. The uh, the, two, two nights before it. Um, so for me... That 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 whole thing is just a nonsense, right? Something's changed at the club. We lost a fitness coach. There's what's changed, yeah. and the one that's there now, or whoever's doing the job now, isn't he doing as good a job? Fact. So there's somebody who's not up to the required standard for your club. Um, the problem for me going forward is you're looking at a team. Then okay, they might not be fit, right? But see, when you start games, especially in the Champions League, we turn into the Livingstons of this world against Rangers coming to Ibrooks. We have to at least work as hard as our opponent if we're going to get anything out of the game. Their talent will always shine through. Of course, it will. The same way your talent should always shine through against the rest of the majority of the league. But the fact is, Livingston came to Ibrox and showed us how that should be done the week previously and took a point for Ibrox and, in fact, probably should have took all three when we think about it. If Lundstrom's um, header that that he missed had been in, it would have been an absolute injustice for David Martindale and Livingston. They deserved at least a point out that game, probably all three if we're being honest um, and the, bo- the last two Champions League games alone, both clubs have outran us to a total of nine kilometres, four I think it was against Ajax and five I think it was against Napoli, Shut that's up. the bit that's unforgivable for me, yeah. because see that first half, especially, okay we could run out of steam towards the end because fitness might be an issue but we should be coming flying out the blocks and showing that we're up against it. You do that at Ibrooks, you get that crowd behind you, anything can happen, and I don't care who's in the opposition team. We showed it against Dortmund, anything can happen, right? There is a disconnect between the technical, between the board and the technical area, and there's a disconnect certainly between the technical area and on the park. Tavernier was having some sort of argument with Gio on yeah. Tuesday night, which probably wasn't seen on camera. I don't know what was going on. Um, and then when you're looking on the park, our captain, who's been poor this season, right, and we can use an injury as his excuse all we like. The fact is he's bang out of form, the same as the rest of his, his teammates. He had to play on injured, limping away. Why? Because our recruitment has failed because we had a, another 18, 19-year-old kid in Divine sitting on the bench. We relied on an 18-year-old kid at centre-half alongside. A, what is he, 21, James Sands? 
Twenty-two. Yeah, I want to a young defensive midfielder, stroke centre midfielder, whatever you like. Um, that's not his position, by the way. Barisic would have walked off had Rudvan been on the bench after he came up against Bassi and ended up into the advertising board. Why? Because he didn't look up for it. And then you go into the middle of the pattern, we've got a combined age of about 74. Paul, you said add McGregor in there, that's a combined age of 111 or something like that. 111. 111. That tells you where our recruitment has went just completely to pot. And that's on Ross Wilson and the people running about him on that board. If we fix that out, we've stood still consistently now for how many transfer windows. Calvin Bassey moves, which is what we want. We want to bring in young talent. We want to develop them. And we want to move. He's the only player who's improved under Geo's stewardship, in my opinion. And he's moved on to a better, to a bigger, you know, mm. bigger league, if you like, because they did, they've got better money and whatever else in there. Dutch league isn't a great league, but Ajax are going to be able to pay him more. Ajax, it's their model. He'll hopefully get a move for Ajax back to the Premier League for multi-million pounds. It will benefit out of that. Where was the next Calvin Bassey? Now, it doesn't need to be as good as Calvin Bassey, but where was the person who came in who was taking Calvin Bassey's place? Instead, we didn't have that. We went and spent £6 million on one or £5 million on one who we don't play till recently. Now he's injured again. Why is he injured again? Probably because his fitness is shit because we don't do probably any fitness work. And then you look further ahead in, in the middle of the park, we've went back to Stephen Davis, who's a Hall of Famer, tremendous servant to our club. Scott Arfield, who's been a good servant to our club. But we can't keep going back to that well. We've done it with McGregor as well. People are complaining about McGregor's performance. Why? McGregor shouldn't be in goals anyway. Let's mm. face it, McGregor had a swan song in the cup final. That should have been it. Thanks very much for your services. See you later on. Sadly, our club for the top to the bottom has took their eye off the ball. And how we fix it? Your guess is as good as mine because the people who are making the decisions have to change their approach to that. And that's that for me personally, that's that's my opinion and where we're at as a football club at the moment, and it's fucking depressing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you say, it's starting to vote, right? <clears throat> but ultimately, uh, GVB is going to be the fall guy. I mean, the, the, the board on the going to put their hands up and say, Sorry, we never invested. Uh, Ross Wilson yeah. is going to say, Oh, sorry about the shite recruitment. The medical team only going to say, Sorry, we missed all these injuries. But uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst obviously needs to take his his share of the dairy and he will be the guy that will take the fall for everybody. But uh, <clears throat> but until things change at the top, I mean, the thing is, the board can make changes. They'll get away with it. They will, by the way, we fucked up here. We only put investment in in the summer or whatever. And they will get away with it. But unfortunately, uh, Van Bronckhurst won't. He's the firing line every week. So, although I think... Uh, Director of football has been a shambles. The board investment has been a shambles. Uh, the management has been a shambles. But ultimately, the management is going to take the fall for everybody. Totally, mate. And the thing is, mate, you bring in a new manager and you back him, you start to fix and right the wrongs that's been happening under Gio, which makes it look like Gio is a poor manager and whatever else. I don't believe Gio is a poor manager. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's probably good enough for us. I think the fit's wrong. Maybe it's the wrong time. I don't know. But he's not been helped by what's been going on above him. But what he's shown, what he can do with those available to him, has they been good enough either? So that's why I think there's blame to be, you know, be portioned out across the club. There's no doubt about that. Um, I just don't understand why we let ourselves get into this position. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I think I put a, a stat out and I put the group chat um, last week, and I think I mentioned it on the podcast as well. This board and with the, the two directors of football I've had, Mark Allen and uh, Ross Wilson, they've recruited 98 players. 98 players in seven years. Only four have been sold for any kind of profit. That's absolutely scandalous in anybody's books. 
And, all, and in that time, we've had, was it seven managers, including caretaker managers, in seven years, in seven and a half years. And in 27, in 20, going for 27 trophies, we managed to a club of stature Rangers. That's really not know. good at all, at all. No. I want to actually bring Gio in in this point because me and Gio were talking about this the other night and about the recruitment and about um, what needs to happen in the summer. And I know we're kind of jumping ahead here and mm-hmm. we've kind of drifted away from the Champions League side of things. But get back to that, get back to it. Gio, it is going to be a rip it up and start again job in the summer. That's fact. It's unfortunately, mate, it's true. We, 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 if, if, if you look at it pragmatically and you look at the team and the where they are now and the people who will leave, let's be honest, we're, we're going to be looking at possibly 10 to 15 players leaving. Um, being out of contract or not being re-signed. Um, and the issue there is then, Scott, if we then have to go and give a new manager um, some cash to reinvest, he's going to have to develop a whole team altogether. He's going to have to bring in his own staff, his own players, his own philosophy. And unfortunately, this succession model, this player trading model that, that, that the board keep ranting and raving about, we that's no longer in play. You know, And if you look at it now, if we look at it um, you know, right this minute, who is our most sellable asset? It's probably only Glenn Kamara. Do you know what I mean? Realistically, it's Glenn Kamara, and he's the only one at the minute who, who could command any sort of fee. My big fear is, yeah, and my big fear is any manager that we go and approach now or go and if Gio does manage to get till Christmas and then we let, let him go, we go for Sean Dice. Sean Dice is going to say, absolutely, I love the job. Huge club, massive club, worldwide, worldwide fan base, bloody, bloody, blah. But I, I'm going to need to invest. So you're going to need to give me 15, 20, 25 million. And all the money that they were afraid to give to Gerard or they were afraid to give to Van Bronckhorst is now going to be given to somebody else. And we've done exactly the same with Cashini. We've done exactly the same thing with 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 you know with players or managers who come after them. You, you you spot this new manager, this new talented manager, up and coming manager, whatever it may be, and you go, right, we want you, but and he'll go, Well, give me money, give me money. Do you know what I mean? And that's the issue. And that's this is this cycle. Is going to continue. Um, we've talked about it until we're all blue in the face, mate. The problem is, when whenever fifty five ended, they Gerard and the board obviously should have went and says, right, what do we need to do? What do we need to put our our boots? And the, the sorry to sound so graphic, but what do we need to do to put our boots on the necks of Celtic and keep them down the way they did with us whenever we were out of the league? That's what they should have done. But instead, they took their eye of the ball and they just went, you know what? This team's good enough. We have yeah. won it at a canter. This team's good enough. And unfortunately, <clears throat> they went and done exactly the same thing. They went and spent 20, 25 million and recruited and went, we're going to get the league back. We need to get the league back because the next <coughs> one is straight into the Champions League. So yeah. mate, the, the problem is for me now, we're looking at an overhaul. No matter which way you want to water it up, we are looking at a, a complete squad overhaul and that's going to cost a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, and, you know and what? It could have been avoided. It could have been avoided if they <clears throat> invest properly, if they invested properly in the summer. This overhaul yeah, yeah. could have been avoided, mm-hmm. and it's now going. It's now going to be detrimental and cost them even more money. Absolutely, yeah. that's what I was trying. That's what I was basically trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to cost us more money in the in the short term, but more money in the long term because we're going to be then we're going to be then stuck with players who are on four and five year contracts. And the problem is again, if we get another manager coming in, if, if the new manager comes in and only lasts for two years, like has happened with our Broncos, we're going to be left with players who are on four and five year contracts may not sit or suit the style of the new manager coming in. So the cycle's yeah. repeating itself, which makes the whole director of football completely redundant. What's he doing? Why is he there? 
Correct. Yeah. Just a quick hello and happy birthday to the beautiful Thomas Simpson, our very own Simmy, who is the, the big four O today and is currently where is he, Paul? Krakow. He's in Krakow. There you go. So enjoy your trip, mate, and we will see you when you get back. And we miss you very, very much. And have a happy, 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 happy birthday. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, big man. I was going to say on this on the subject of money, uh, we're just going to have a quick conversation there just before you guys popped in. Um, the when we got through to uh, the Europa League final, um, and then we're going to the Champions League qualifier, Stuart Robertson was interviewed, and he actually said, "Look, the money we gained from the Champions uh, for the Europa League thing, um, uh, Europa League uh, thing was almost Champions League money. If we were to qualify for Champions League, it would be a game changer for us." It'll be, what we could do with that money for regards to infrastructure of the club and player recruitment, it, it's, it could be a game changer. It could be an absolute game changer. Van Bronckhorst himself afterwards, um, after the PSV match, was, was actually interviewed and he was actually said, asked about, now you're in this, you get all this money, do you expect player recruitment? He says, well, I, I've been told, you know, this, this could happen, you know, I said, but um, we don't really know yet. He says, but it's, and so it's still eight days in the window to go, Giovanni, so... He says, yep, watch this space. We should we'll, we'll need to we'll need to wait and see. Then all of a sudden we qualify for the Champions League and uh, money's not been spent. John Bennett comes out and says, Look, if you hate cheers away for the P. Um is, and then, He's then, on what, coding, I don't know. That's what it is. And then and then I wait for a sleep then. I, <laughs> um well Robert gets interviewed and says, No, it's not as much money as you think. Don't listen to the reports. And then on a, a post-match on, on Tuesday night, Van Bronckhorst said the exact same thing. What is it? What is it? What, tell us the truth. If 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 it's not as much money as, as you're as you're leading us leading us to believe with your previous statements, then you're you're lying to us. We need transparency. I said to Scott earlier on. If the if the if the board are taking money out to put back to, to take their, their loans back, that's absolutely fine. Just tell us. Don't 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 come up with grandiose statements of you're going to do this, you're going to do that. Clear recruitment that to us is shows a, a level of mistrust, creates mistrust between the supporters and the board. If you're going to take the money back, just say it. I don't know if they can though. Did a lot of them not get their uh, is it no back in shares? Did they not get a lot of well, well it doesn't like, I, like I heard this I heard this rumor before um uh, about um uh, Douglas Barton. He was owed so many millions and he was taking his money back, but the, the truth was the money that he put in, he got that back in shares. So the only way he would get his money back is to sell shares. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regardless of that, Paul, re- absolutely regardless of that, uh, the money now, by the way, nobody's under any illusion, right? We, all, we, we don't want to go back to a stage where mismanagement is causing no. this financial hardship, right? But nobody's under any illusion. However, if you look at the money that was brought in last year, like what European, and we've said all this before, like what European one, the sale of Bassey, Aribo, you know, the money for Nathan Patterson, the 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 money we got when uh, Gerard left, and then obviously a couple of million here for like Itton, Katic, right? And then you've got all these stupid shirts that uh, Castor are selling, as well as my chairs, season ticket, and then the sponsorship that's covered the taps and covered eyebrows. Do you know what I mean? All that all that revenue coming in and the revenue that's getting reinvested back into the team isn't proportionate whatsoever. And you thought, right, we've qualified for the Champions League. Let's get some investment in there and let's have a go at this. And it didn't happen. And we're all waiting. Yeah. Everybody's waiting. And it, and it yeah. didn't happen, Paul. But you're right, though. You're 100% correct. There needs to be transparency. See if they want to turn around and say, look, we could have put money in for this reason. But, you know, we, we, but there's upgrade cybrooks happening. Or, you know, they're running in the club or whatever. Fair enough. But people just want to know where the fuck 
Oh, the money's gone. It's not, it's not, yeah, but the problem, the problem I've got with it is they turn around and they actually said, we can take the club to the next level, both infrastructure-wise, which they have done, and I appreciate that because Ibrox has, does need an awful lot of work done to it, but also the playing staff. They haven't done that. So what? But they were saying this right up, right all up. We qualify for Champions League. There's still eight days of transfer window open, and they're still saying, yep, they know the money's available, the money's available, but they recruited nobody. But by that time, by the time the window closed, they'd already released the Champions League packages and people had paid 180 fucking pounds. So that's so to me, it says they're dangling the carrot, dangling the carrot. We're going to get you new players, buy your tickets, buy oh, you got your tickets. No, nobody coming in now. Sorry about that. It's 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 it's, it's a real lack of transparency, I say, and, and it's showing a level of mistrust. It creates mistrust between the fans and the board. And the now, that's why the fans are now beginning to get really edgy because we've been down this road before. We do not want the club put in any way, shape or form, financial financial danger like it was. But at the same time, you have to be open and honest with us. I've said to Scott as well, the AGM is going to be very interesting when they open those books and we see where the money has gone and how and how cash fluid we actually are. I mean, if the, if the money, if they say not to spend the money on the playing squad, but to look after the stadium because the infrastructure needs it. And let's be honest, Ibrox is an old stadium now. It's 40-odd years old, and it is it does need work done to it. The roofs are very important. That's all now being done. The concourses are, are apparently are up due for upgrade, along with all the um, bathroom facilities, um, catering facilities. Uh, the disabled facilities are very, very important. They need done as well. There's an awful lot needs done. That takes an awful lot of money. And I've got no issue with that, but just don't, don't, don't say to the, the, the fans, yeah, the money's available for, or will be available to buy new players, and then you don't do it, and then turn around and a few weeks later and say, actually, it wasn't as much money as we told you in the first place. Mm. That's why we haven't done it. That's absolute shite, and you're treating us like mugs. I'll tell you why people are pissed off as well, Paul, right? Because obviously, when we commit the, the ass end of the Mike Ashley fiasco, and everybody's boycotting strips, and everybody's got kids, and all the kids are wanting the new strips, and all that sort of stuff for the Christmas, and people haven't explained to their kids, say, look, son, you can't get your new, new tap this year because Mike Ashley's a, a fat dick and we don't like him, right? <laughs> I, I, I was there for that conversation, right? <laughs> However, we came out the, ta- the tail end of that fiasco and everybody's really excited about, you know, we can go back, we can start buying strips. Right? So it was a humble thing, which I think was fine, I quite like <clears> the humble strips. And then Castor came on board and everybody's really excited about it. And then everybody's piling their money in. And then the next minute, we've got our 15th choice strip, and everybody's still piling their money in, right? So, Rangers fans are ah. moving shy. My jails, season tickets, buying the merchandise, these packages that Paul was talking about. Everybody's spending their money. Now, times are fucking tough now. Everything's going up in price, but people are still spending their money. So, see when the board don't put that investment in to the team, you do feel a bit of a dick. Or a mug is, you know, they're, they're treating us like mugs, as, as Paul says. So you'll think, well, wait a minute, we're, we're doing your bit. Do you know what I mean? As a fan, we're doing your bit. Why the fuck are you not doing your bit? And it is frustrating. Mm. Yeah. I see, see the thing is, though, see the, see the problem, right, is, see, see after 155, and that's what the board need to realise, after you 155, you spend a wee bit, right, on two, three, four max quality players quality players that first team yeah. that's yeah. you you're fine then to the following season because you've already right. got a title winning squad but the problem is now you've let that title winning squad which by the way was battle hardened before they won the title right and had a hell of a lot of scars mental scars before they won the yeah. title they managed to overcome all that and win the championship then dropped off obviously the following season except for in Europe got to the Europa League final 
Men mentally, again, there's so many of these players that are absolutely exhausted up there playing for that badge because it's a heavy, heavy badge. The problem is them above them have been negligent. When Glenn Kamara went to the Euros after we won 55, Glenn Kamara was at his absolute peak in a Rangers jersey. He was Perfect. outstanding. We could have commanded a fee, especially given how he performed at that European Championships. Although we had Steven Gerrard in charge at the time, I don't believe Steven Gerrard would have said, actually, no, I don't think we should sell Glenn Kamara. I think if you could sell Glenn Kamara at that time and then invest in the squad again with that money, I think you keep Gerrard on board and you keep him turned on, if you like. The fact is, we did, we lost him. By the way, we only got beat 2-0. That was the heaviest defeat under that guy. Right, yeah. and I know he walked in the middle of a season, but he walked in the middle of a season because of all the stuff we're accusing of boarding now. It wasn't a case of I'm fucking offski because Aston Villa ain't an attractive option, by the way. They've had more managers than fucking Rangers have had in their whole whole history. They've had more managers in the last fucking six years, I think, than what Rangers have had in their whole history. Their whole history. So that's just bullshit. The fact is, they went down south because he was getting more money. He was getting promised that, and nobody can argue with that, especially when your club was regressing. At an alarming rate. The fact is, now we've allowed an ex-player who we all fondly remember and who we all love as a former player step into the breach. Stay well for so long. Somebody asked when the first warning signs were that mm, maybe he's not the man. I'll br be brutally honest here, and people come back and say, "Actually, you're talking shite there." The first three 0 hammering at Parkhead, I thought, I've yeah. not seen a Rangers team surrender like that in a long, yeah. long time, a long time, and that there was when I thought, but then the European run masked the offer is really, to be fair. It really did. But you look at the point swing since he came in, that is not good enough. By by his standards as, as the manager of that team in that squad, that should never have been allowed to happen. It really shouldn't. He, along with his football department, was the people who allowed Leon Balogun to walk out in the summer, where we didn't have to pay a transfer fee for anybody. We could just give him his, his normal wage. The guy loved playing for the club. The guy stayed in Scotland for months after. He was released by the club. He's now doing south he was going to really the games, wasn't he? Scott, he was going to the games. He was going to away games. <laughs> he was going to be Aye, exactly, mate. You know what exactly. I mean? And, and we allow that to happen. And people say, oh, his injury list is horrendous. Oh, listen, there's no getting away for that. But there's a way to fix that. Don't sign players who are injury prone and have a history of being injury prone. John Suter. Philip Hollander hobbled in in crutches again the other night, by the way. I have no faith we'll see that guy ever again in a no. blue jersey. Or came out of I've no faith. Kemal Roof has gone up there mentally. He doesn't want to play for Rangers again. I don't. I, I, my opinion, no fact. My opinion is, is Roof is Roof re, re injured himself because I know he was back training and was known yes. the bench as well. And I was, was I was I was reading a thing today that he's out to November. Ah, he's he's he, he came back two substitute appearances and then injured himself again and chucked it. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Um, uh, uh, Bob's got a point there. That master chef, African Asian, when Roy McKay said to. Uh, uh, Ryan Kent in the first day, tricks her for the circus. I mean, we all at that time we were pissed off with this playing squad and we went, That's a good be, be a little bit firm, you know, it has to be. But it's almost like looking back now with hindsight, I completely kicked the fucking shade out of Ryan Kent, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Aye, aye. And listen, guys like Ryan Kent, they've went to the well over and over and over. And this season, I think it's more up there than what it is doing there. They're exhausted. They need a break for the club. They need yeah. a way. We we, we we could we could see on uh, in fact both Saturday and and uh, Tuesday, um, he was at one point on Tuesday the crowd got his back a little bit and at that point he just for the next ten or fifteen minutes he got the ball sort of faced up to the defender 
didn't even attempt to dribble past, just stopped, turned back and hit the ball back the way. He was his confidence had completely gone at that point. Yeah. Well, I think it's apparent that the whole team is suffering from a, from a lack of confidence. And for me, as much as we all wanted to be in the Champions League this season, mate, I, I think personally, um, in my opinion, is it's, it's probably the worst thing that's happened to this team um, getting into the Champions League because getting humped week in, week out, being totally out of, being totally and tactically inept um, in every team and basically every game you've played. So get bar a half against Liverpool and a half against Napoli, every game we've played, we've looked completely out of our depth. You know, well, um, yeah. I was actually thinking if we didn't have the Champions League this season and take away the money side of it and all the, the benefits that brings, but if we didn't have that Champions League this season, would we be a, would we be in a better position right now? Would we? I don't know. I, I think we might be. I don't know. But I, then I think, again, I think, all I think those deficiencies, would... yeah, all those deficiencies were still there. All those things that it's, were happening it's, were still it's there. Mar- it's marginal, I'll be honest with you. We, 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 yeah. we'd, probably, we'd probably still be in the Europa League. We'd probably have qualified out of it. Um, probably second. I don't know if we would have made. I know you're very optimistic. By the skin of our teeth. But the problem is, the players have been set up to fail, and they've been set up to fail from the board down. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. I need to go and get a beer after that, Paul. Geo Five is there to the coding, will you? I know. <laughs> I'm going I'm to I'm 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 pass me your gin. I'm going to start. Uh, do you know what? Here, but listen, lads. Do you know, do you know what? I, I think that's the problem. That's the problem. We, we, we've been sort of beating this same drum for, for the last lot of weeks. And, and unfortunately, if anyone's missed any of the shows that we have put on in the last month or two, just don't worry about it because we're basically just regurgitating the same thing. Yeah. That's the frustrations we're all feeling because it's the same. But again, if we take away the point from that, we're seeing the same thing week in, week out. Occasionally, we get a weak spike. The Aberdeen game, for one, you know what I mean? Where the team go out, go behind early, but then show a bit of balls yeah. and come back. The problem is, mate, those performances are few and far between for me. And Scott said earlier, you, you know, let's be honest, the only player to really progress under Gio was Bassi. I think that necessarily wasn't Bassi. Bassi was always going to be a star. Bassi had all the attributes to be a player. Do you know what I mean? He had the strength, the physicality, the engine, the desire, the determination, all of those things. But, you know, the problem is he was always going to be that there, whether or not Gio was in there or not. You know, and let's yeah. be honest, if it wasn't for an injury, he wouldn't have been put in the center, center half in the, in the first place. So it was only when it, when Balogun got injured that he was three in there. Otherwise, he was playing left back. Do you know what I mean? The, the problem is nothing so far has changed my opinion that we are not progressing as a team. Yeah, totally, mate. Totally, hundred percent. Show me evidence. Show me the evidence that shows that we are progressing as a team. Because, and like I said, if you've missed any of the pods that we've done in the last couple of weeks, don't worry about it because we're just talking about exactly the same thing as we were. Yeah, doing we, 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 we could have just we could have actually just played a pod from three weeks ago here this evening and pretended it's live. It's we're saying the exact same things. Repetition, repetition, repetition. We regurgitate those stuff, but we have to because if you keep nailing the point down, it's just we're just reinforcing it every. If every week just reinforces more than yeah. more what we are saying. So what you're that's saying is nobody needs to tune in next weekend. That's right. <laughs> that's that's actually because you're telling no, everybody no. don't you don't need to tune in next week. What it is, it's Paul pitching for a, a blazer on the Rangers board. He's been very mischievous. Uh, He's going to tell people we're live when we're not. <laughs> I'll tell you what, no, I was I in told, I told you that in confidence. <laughs> I was I was in fucking bad shape there a second ago. Paul, you had the mysterious look in your face and you're like that. Ah, this team have been set, been, been set to fail by the board, and I'm, I was like, 
I felt the lip gone. And I was like, I'm fucking bust. I'm bursting into tears here, man. I need, I need to go. <laughs> Pretending I'm about to get a beer and all that. You look really serious here, but fucking it scary. It was a wee bit scary. See, I, I, anyway, let's lighten the mood. Yeah, well, that's just, exactly. Just, just very quickly, Scott, for the eagle-eyed people in the in the comments, if none of you has ever noticed, and I noticed this the first, last week when he was back in the back room, Baz always has some classic Rangers matches playing. Some yeah. crackers too. It's as the only well. thing keeping me going. I'm looking at the it's good subliminal, man. It's, it's fucking, I love it's it, subliminal. man. I love it. Brilliant. I'm, I'm just trying, them, like, people might not see it, but in the back of their mind, I've seen like cracking goals and all that. Daddy uh, Perso and all that. They back in the day, Nacho Novo scoring these penalty mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's playing in people's minds. But they're listening to Paul talking about the board fucking everybody over. But they're seeing these amazing things. And they go away and they say, they say to themselves, I feel all right after that. I fucking feel all right. Even though, they were, even though Paul ripped his day bits. But uh, I feel all right. Did somebody say just eat? Blame us. Four burgers am I, on. Am I, am I getting to blame this? What's going on here? Oh, yeah, four burgers. Have you got it? Yeah. Four burgers um, on. Somebody did it with four of us. So yeah. I presume it means us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have cheese and some uh, onions and thanks Paul by the way what I would say is what Baz is doing there is actually just giving you an insight into what the AGM is going to be like because in the background there'll be a montage of positive thoughts okay don't encourage them mate don't encourage them I swear to god if somebody for the bold tears you've seen that they'll honestly be going ah. Hmm. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give our sponsors the wee shout and I'm going to get to play their advert so it's okay. only 20 seconds long stay with us and when we come back we're going to take a slightly more positive look at the domestic side of things not that there's much more positive but there's a, but but listen stick with me right? <laughs> the, the figures might be a wee bit better right? stick with us here right okay <laughs> As of course the legends at CP Plumbing and Heating, and thank you very much for all the support throughout the season. Okay, last sm- smiley faces on, smiley faces on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks very much for tuning into the podcast this evening. <laughs> I'll see you later on. <laughs> um, no, okay. Right. So St Johnston <coughs> this weekend. Okay. Are we up to Perth? Not really a trip I would pick, although it's a, it's obviously one of the winnable ones, but it's not a trip I would pick because I remember back to just after the European game last year, or just before the European game last year, and we went up there and we win 1-0. And mm. I think it was Glenn Kamara that scored that night, am I right? And it was absolutely turgid, by the way. <laughs> Shockingly bad, right? So, St Johnston this season have played 13 games. They've won five. At, um, they've won five. They have drawn one and they have lost seven. They've scored five goals at home and um, nine goals away from home, and they've conceded four at home and 13 away from home. The last game they won 1-0 uh, uh, at home to Kilmarnock. It was an own goal from Ash Taylor. They got five yellow cards in that game, actually, which is a sign of things to come. Um, and then they are on, actually, a three-game winning streak because they beat Hibs 2-1 away in the, the first VAR match of the Scottish Professional Football League. Um, looking at our... Stats so far, right? And I actually have the league table here in front of me. Okay, Rangers have played 12 games this season, six of which they've won at home, three of which they've won away, okay? They've drawn a game at home, we've drawn a game away, we're unbeaten at home, and we've lost a game away, which we all remember was that one at Parkhead. 
At home this season, we've scored 21 goals. Now, the team above us have scored 16 at home. We've conceded three at home, and the team above us have conceded two at home. Goals four away from home, we've we've scored 10 and conceded eight, compared to their 26 away from home and conceded seven. That and there, we've got a goal difference of plus 20. They have a goal difference of plus 23. That there is, at home, Rangers get the job done, right? We don't lose many games in the, the Scottish Professional Football League Premiership, whatever it wants to be called. We genuinely don't, outside Celtic, right? And under Geo, outside Celtic, right? The problem is, how do we fix when we go to these away games and we're looking for that bit of inspiration, that bit of magic, that bit of, you know, something that we'd always rely on Ryan Kent to do, something we'd always rely on Alfredo Morelos to do, something we'd rely on James Tavernier to do. Thinking back to St. Johnston last year, the absolute yeah. screamer that got us the 2-1 win. When these players have went to the well too much, as I said before, there's a reason why, you know, when you're going away from home, we're dropping more points. Compared to at home, where it's at Ibrox, we've got the big pitch, it's easy to play, and whatever else, right? You've got the crowd behind you. What, what, how does, you know, going, going forward, we've got three games before the World Cup break, right? And Baz, I'm going to come to you, right? How, get into the games, right? <laughs> get into the games, three wins, okay, is obviously what we want. But does Gio really need three big performances on top of the three wins to convince people that he gets the after the World Cup? Or should we just cut ties now? Or should we cut ties before the World Cup? They're not going to cut ties. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, what's going to happen is we'll win the next few games. They'll probably not be convincing, but we'll win them. And it's like treading water, trying to keep the heat above water. It's trying to get to this break and then get this injured list. We've got like 10 players injured. Uh, Lawrence, Hadji, you know, some players that were kind of looking half decent at the beginning of the season. I don't even know when Lawrence is due back. Now he's signed, I have no idea. But um, I, think, I think we're going to win the next few games. In terms of convincing people, a lot of folk have already made their mind up. It doesn't really matter if, if we go out and beat St. Johnson 6-0 and then, you know, we, we, we thrash the next couple of games. People have made their minds up when it comes to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, unfortunately. Uh, I guess they just need, need to win games. It's the only way to convince people is uh, convincing wins. And it's like, where does, like, like you say, where does it come from? Because, you know, we're, we're star players like uh, uh, Morelos and Kent really haven't been been to the standard that we're, we're expecting, expecting them to be at. But, you know, you've got players that are kind of trying their best to, to, to step up. They just maybe don't have that wee bit. For a, for, for a perfect example, Fashion Sakala, right? The guy's trying his best. He's getting into good uh, good positions. He's working hard. He's getting 100%. But he just lacks that that wee bit. Do you know what I mean? That wee extra bit. Um, Cholak's obviously looking pretty good. So maybe he can fill that, that, you know, that gap that, you know, Morelos is... Sort of leave it, although he's a different striker for Morelos. Um, but to answer your question, because I, I rabbled some of it, I shite sometimes. Um, <laughs> to answer your question, I think we'll win the next game, all our games up to the break. Will it be convincing? I don't think it will be because, we've, apart from Aberdeen, we've not really been convincing. We like to think maybe we're turning a weak corner and all that. So, after all that shit I've just said, the answer is I, <laughs> I do not know. Paul, now don't don't let me know whether it's G O N or G O it for you because we'll round the show off with that and we'll get some comments that have been sent to us and obviously there's been comments in the chat as well so we will say to people again right tell us yours when we get to that point in the show but what does the next three games have to look like because right now 
I would probably gauge you're talking between 70 and 80% of the Rangers fans that would not bat an eyelid if a statement came out tomorrow to say that Giovanni Broadcast was relieved of his duties. So where, where does it look like to swing that back towards 30, 20, 30%, something like that, that, that would be, you know, happy to see him go? I think a very convincing performances with big wins. I, I, I am Gio's coaching a really, really sugary peg. Otherwise, uh, that, that you you basically say what what's what's it going to take? Well, if, if I knew what what it was going to take to to uh, to turn this around, I'd, I'd be managing Rangers. Um, yeah. just, you know what I mean? I know. I've got a fucking minute there. Exactly. I'm going to be a hole there. <laughs> exactly. But I I I don't know, and then. Unfortunately, I don't think Gio knows as well. I don't think. I think he's really struggling. Um, as we said before, he's a really nice guy. He's a legend at the club. We all like him. We all want to do really, really well. But I think he's pretty much out of his depth with us. I, I don't think he realised the magnitude of the job. Uh, and and it's going to take it's going to take three very very big performances. Jim, I love and, you, mate. And three very convincing results. But I can't see it happening. I do actually love Jim because he's the positive constantly on this. And I love that positive. I want to be like that. I'm usually like that. Mm. But I have seen enough shit shows <laughs> in the last decade alone to know that this is sliding down a shit show road. And I would be delighted mm. to be sat here oh, come yeah. May and for everybody to be saying, you guys have not got a scooby, by the way. Hey, what's going on? Because no. we've done it and we knew no, it. No, 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 no. What did you say in the group chat on Saturday? Um, you said, I don't see, I, I, I don't think I see anything happening Saturday. If we turn over Aberdeen, you're all perfectly entitled to call me a fanny. And we did. Did you, I say that? Wait, you did. Wait a minute, if you get a group chat. I think you're busy celebrating your birthday, mate. It's called the Hokey Cokey group chat, mate, and out and out we shake it all about. <laughs> <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard Hokey Cokey, and I thought, this isn't my sort of group chat. Yeah, oh, but no, you're still with this badge. No, um, but, but yeah, I, I, um, again, I, I really don't know how to fix the problem. Um, and I say if I did, I would, I'd be in charge of Angels, but. Thankfully for me, I'm not. There's a lot of people saying Geo nine from three and Geo still goes. So even if he wins the three games and gets nine points, which I, means uh, at I, the very least we finish four behind Celtic before the World Cup. I think I still want Geo to go. I I I'll be honest, with you, I I'll be surprised if Geo uh, if Gio's here after the World Cup. Do you know what? Gio, though, I don't think the board want him to go though. Because I, I, agree money. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yes, man. He's a yes man, and also he's brought in a lot of money to our club through a European run, yeah, and player sales, and then getting us to the Champions League after that. So he's he's right up the board street. But the fact is, you would think then the board would bend over backwards then to try and help the guy who and that's and that's the point I'm trying to make. It's not I'm not I'm not I'm not saying get the guy out the fucking door. I'm just saying I think he's I think he's the very sugarly peg in many respects. He's not going to trust the supporters. The boards obviously do want him. Um, because he's, he's he's basically complicit or not complicit. He's basically compliant in what they what they're looking for, you know. As you say, a yep, a yes, man. Um, but I think it's going to get a strange. It's going to get to a point that he will turn around himself, Dave Voss, and uh, Roy McCarry realise actually this is damaging our reputation. All right. Um, I just want to say hello to Luby here, Luby Smith, because 
I was sitting in my work. I was sitting in my work yesterday, and who walks in the door? Ah, lady. Very lady right there. So that I was a good guest, Paul. Well done, man. I got a good. Can't catch him on, can you? Can't catch him at me. I love you. I love. I love your loops. <laughs> I got a good chat uh, with her yesterday, um, and it was quite nice to catch up with her again. So Great. I'll speak to you soon, no doubt. Um, I, Geo, not that Geo, our Geo. <laughs> How uh, can we still sing the Geo song for our Geo? Because I quite like that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, I, totally, hundred percent. hundred percent. Can we take that? We'll take that on now, right? That's our song now. Um, Geo, Aye. what's your thoughts, that mate? The next three games. What does it look like from a stay? Um, I, I think uh, I think Baz is right that the board don't want him to go. Um, I think the board will prefer him to to work out. I think I think he'll probably go and get results. I don't think we're going to see attractive football. Um, I don't think we're going to see attractive football at all. But I think we'll probably get at least two wins um, and possibly a third. I think he will probably stay until after the World Cup. I think he's probably going to see out the season, mate. On the way current forms going, we'll probably, you know, let's be realistic. I'd love us to be top, obviously, but I think we'll finish second. And um, yeah, it's, I think he's probably going to see out the season, and then they'll probably be forced to make a change because they won't see progression themselves, and they'll have to make some sort of change. the The, the big thing for me is, mate, that we're, we're slipping down a slope where we're not going to be able to attract good players and good managers and things like that there. And that's the problem. That's my worry. That's my big concern and big worry. Um, on the plus side, and 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 one thing he has done, you know, and, and it's what he'd done in his previous roles as well, he does promote youth players. And, you know, we, we have seen the likes of young Laurie coming in and Charlie McCann coming in where maybe they might not have got an opportunity before. Um, but it's good to see players like that coming in. And hopefully they we do start to see a wee bit more of them um, into the second part of the season. But... I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm probably like every other fan where, where there's times I get excited and go, yeah, I hope it works out, and I'd love them, to, I'd love them to work out, and I'd love them to stay. But the realistic side of me seems to think that it's not going to work out, mate. There you go. Ian actually put a really, really good comment up there saying, as bad as it is, I would still rather be this than one of them. And hundred percent, I agree with that. And then he follows up with saying, "Get Scott to point your comment is like getting a Hollywood handshake on Bake Off." <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's good. Um, I think you're slightly seen, giving me a wee bit of credit there, but <laughs> I've seen a couple of comments about me changing my name. So if any, you just tell me what to change my name to, and I'll do it. Yes, I'll change the Ulster Gazelle. Change your balance. It'd be good to have a Hulk Hogan in the podcast. All right, mate. Hulk, no, Hulk, 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 what about Hulk Hogan's ginger bollocks? Believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. Let's just calm this goddamn thing down a minute here. Okay. Okay. I could actually get Hulk Hogan on the podcast because he's a personal friend of mine. Okay. Right. And so, so don't get Paul, have I told you this story? <laughs> you, you, I tell you what, mate, you carry on because right now I've got my little thing hanging over the mute. <laughs> you for you. I'm, I'm awful glad you said mute there. I'm awful glad yeah. you said mute because I was wondering where that was going there. But thank you very much for that. <laughs> you put me off my story. <laughs> Change it to Geoban Bosbust. <laughs> I like that. Geoban Bosbust. Um, I'll just change it so, to Hogan's Ginger Ballocks. How about that? Yes, I like it. I like it. There you go. That's it. Smashing. Well done, brother. Um, the Hulkster. <laughs> that Jay, I'll the tell you about that. Jay Gallagher's a teasing bastard. He's sending me pictures of uh, 
Jack Daniels. Ginger Bollocks? <laughs> I was going to say Ginger Bollocks. I hope you're enjoying your Jack, you dirty bastard. Looks- Nicola, Nicola has teed it right up, and I'm going to go up and smack it right out of the park. Okay, so, tweeted him. 140 years, Rangers. Tweeted him, by the way. And he said, he replied. What did he reply? He replied, 140 years and still kicking ass, nothing but respect. Brothers, obviously, because it's all going. HH for life, which is I thought he was taking the piss, as I keep saying, but he wasn't. He? That's just how he signs off his tweets. Okay. Conor Muncher, you leave Nicola alone. Okay. Leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, get him to unblock me on Twitter. I've tried, mate, but he said, you're a f- I can't say that on air. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm all kidding. He we'll says, we'll- stop saying the nudes and he will. What we've, what we've done, and what we're in the process of doing, mate, to get you unblocked after Hopster. We're actually setting up a, a, a one of the a Mount Rushmore matches at the moment, and it's going to be in one corner Jason Reed with Coach Trip, and in the other corner it's going to be Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Neidhart, right? And then, <laughs> do you know what it's going to be? It's going to be the winner, right? So if Jason Reed wins, Jay Gallagher's unblocked. If Hulk Hogan wins, Jay Gallagher has to leave Twitter, and that. Is stakes which are higher than oh, ain't you've ever seen your life? Yeah, Listen, mate, I, I don't want to be a dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I will be. Go that, go Jimmy, back. Jimmy Nighthart is dead. It's Jimmy Hart you're talking about. So is it Jimmy Hart? Sorry. So, do you know how I say Jimmy Nighthart? Because I was watching Total Divas last night, mate. Jimmy Nighthart. You know, oh, is he a woman? There is a twist to this particular um, bout, and that is the fact that Jason Reed is not actually alone. He's going to be... Um, what What he doesn't realise, what Hulk doesn't realise, is that Jason's actually a tag team. And he's, uh, Jason's uh, band partner is none other than Mr. Baz Bowski in full... Oh, yeah, you that yeah. <laughs> well, get if you haven't table. seen it, if you haven't yeah. seen it, you need to see it. And what yes. I'm going to do is I'm going to grow my moustache. I'm, I'm going to grow one of the moustaches. And I'll bleach it. I'll keep. I'll have like a black beard and bleach my moustache. Oh, no, because Hulk Hogan had the black beard and the bleached moustache. So I'll, have a, a, I'll have a black moustache and a bleached beard. And Fucking shut up, Baz. See when, <laughs> see when you win, Baz. See when you spin them. See when you put them down for a one, two, three. You just take out a can of black spray paint, mate, and you write BFP on his back. Completed okay. it, mate. Done. See you later. Same. Anyway, what was I moving on to? Nicola, no idea. I tried to give me my... You know what I mean? Well, hold on. Nicola. I'll tell you what. The, 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 the poll results. What were the poll the results? Well, well, we've done this in Johnston preview. We've done the, the three oh, games leading up to the World Cup. So the poll results, as it stands at the moment, and we will leave this open, right? But as it stands at the moment, I'm going to read some comments. So what I want people to do in the chat, if you're there, is tell us either hashtag GON or hashtag out, and then tell us if it is GON, well, who else has to go? Because somebody has to carry the can for this absolute shit show that's going on at the moment. A lot will say Ross Wilson, we get that. Um, and then we got to move down for that. And if it's GO out, who are we replacing GO away? Because we can't just sack a guy and then just think, right, what would they do? That would be a Rangers thing today, let's face it. But we're going to be a bit more proactive than that, okay? And we're going to select the new manager right here and right now. So after, what is it, 159 votes so far, but there's still a wee bit to go in the poll, um, we have 29% 
for hashtag G1 and hashtag G out is sitting at 71%. So just like I said, you're going between 70 and 80%. That's probably a fair reflection of the range of support at the moment that are going to be saying that they want to see Gio lose, lose his job um, and be replaced. Who does he be replaced by? Mm-hmm. Ian McDougall has, has just said, hashtag Gio out the product is poor on the pitch, not just the UEFA Champions League. The league has been pretty bad as well. Losing 4-0 to them, was not a sign of improvement. There is no urgency, no passion, no drive. Yes, there are injuries, but the squad should be able to cope. Ryan Dunbar says, easy, who replaces Gio? is none other than McBeal. Craig Murray says, tricky one in my opinion. Ideally, I want a British manager that takes over uh, the running of the club. Hear me out, get rid of Ross Wilson as he's never played top-level football. So with that in mind, I'd give SG, but that should mean Stephen Gerrard, full reins of the team like buying and selling. Under him, I'd have a top coach that plays proper controlled attacking football. I'd also like Kevin Thompson, the coaching team, as I feel he's a natural successor and of someone that works between the first team and the B team so that there's cohesion. And then Ian Millen says, at the moment, I'll say hashtag G-O-N, but if he drops any points in the next three, next three league games before the World Cup break, then he needs to go. One other comment there um, from David Herd, who has been writing fantastic blogs for the podcast and if MD hasn't seen them go into our Patreon and you and you can read them. The one the day isn't that really, you know, obviously inspiring because he's just basically talking about what we're talking about here, but go and read his view on it. He says for me, keeping the current manager and head of recruitment means we're certain to finish second again. A new manager, new director of football might not change that, but if they if we have the ambition to reclaim the title, then that change is a necessity. MD disagree with that. Obviously, the majority of comments no. that I've read out there is very much G O out. Or nothing. Jim Sloan. Jim Sloan in the comments is obviously G O in. And also Ian Mount is G O in at the moment, um, given that we've got three games left before the World Cup. And if you know he drops any points there, then then that would be enough for Ian. Then he's he's jump ship and say G O out. Is that can I Scott, can I ask, is that RFC 72 put in the comments or I'm not even gonna try and pronounce that, but the boy from the Norwegian <laughs> no. League, is that the is that the Bobo Glimp manager? Is that him? Is that the yes. one they're talking about? Who, Ned, who's he's, 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 he's Ned, done really well. So, Ned, Nutson, I think his name is. Nedji Nutson's blowing my army. Uh, that sounds like Paul. That, that sounds like Baz's name. Nedji Nutson. Nedji Nutson grown a moustache. Let's actually go then to the comments because we've got a few <laughs> hashtags there. Okay. Luby says Geo out, Paul in. Jay Gallagher says uh, Ross Wilson out. Geo out. I don't know Geo's put some of these up, but we'll go through it. Um Neji Nutson, as he as we've just had up there. Um, Curry Muncher <laughs> says I would I would have Beal, but there's no way he will come with the board as it is. Good point. That's, that's a very good might need to see who's available if he goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Gio and Ross Wilson out and even a change at board level. Ian McDougall, I tend to agree with you, Ian. <laughs> hashtag Gio out. And if it was, I would be trying to approach Sean Dyche. But again, that only happens if the board buck up their ideas and are able to spend money and actually tease somebody like Sean Dyche north of the border. Because he will get a job down south because he's a good coach, let's face it. Yeah. I don't know if they caught him in Monday Night Football. I put it into the chat. I just love that sort of... Just... No nonsense. Aye, that, I love that. I just absolutely love it. Um, Geo out, McBeal for me and my mates. McBeal or me and my mates in. Nice, <laughs> like it. What's Get your football manager experience? <laughs> Get them in, man. Dude, uh, master, you know what, I, this is... you know what I was thinking, Scott? Sorry to interrupt yes. you. 
No, you go. I think I think the more, uh, or even the night, and everybody who's about to get involved in this, you know, feel free. I'm thinking about starting a wee rumour. Uh, bullshit. Absolute <laughs> bullshit. I mean, like, all rumours are like, total bullshit, right? <laughs> but but what I heard was uh, Ross Wilson's out the door, and so is Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And, um, and I've got this uh, very reliable source. Uh, HP. Come, come, uh, come the break, they're out the door. And Davey Weir's coming in as director of football, and Thomas Tuchel's coming in as a manager. Who you can, I would re, I would remortgage your house and put it, take it to the bookies. That's how constant I am about this is happening. <laughs> um, so if you want to go on Twitter and tell everybody, spread the good news, <laughs> and uh, get them all out there. Uh, you should say that all, all Baz's views are his own in the hundred day. No, disclaimer. Disclaimer. But that's what I heard. Uh, David Beers, the director of football, and Thomas Tuchel was coming in as my manager. Uh, <laughs> bet responsibly. That's all I'm saying. Bet responsibly. Bet responsibly. <laughs> Ca- Castor will be delighted with that traction. <laughs> one, of their, one of their caps on as well. Every home game and every oh, away I, game. I imagine nice. that every week. <laughs> They've a new one every game we could buy. Um, <laughs> in fact, stuff it. Geo out. Um, Baz Bowski in. Fitness would be top notch. That's random. Yes. <laughs> Tell you what, they'd have some cannons on them, wouldn't they? Oh, I just, listen. Just, I don't know how we're going to get rid of that drug testing thing, though. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Gary <laughs> shot. piss yeah. off. I do not want a manager who I cannot pronounce. Never mind F and spell. Gallant Pioneer, Geo out. Hashtag Dick Campbell. Dick Campbell. <laughs> Love that one. Great. Great. Greg Ritchie, Geo has to go along with Wilson. It's only a matter of time. Uh, no, that's not solved. That's, I take it, Baz's born name. Um, what is that again, Paul? What's the name of him? That's, that's, a, different that's, that's a different spelling. I know, that's I was going to say, I don't get that, that, that at all. That's, that, that's, that's Jettel Nutson. Right, well, Nutson, the Bodo Glimp manager, he plays a good style of football and has an eye for a good player. Um, Gavin says the board will not um, pay compensation for a decent manager. Unfortunately, the board will keep Gio in place. Popcorn teeth is out. Of what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jim says we need a few beers in that dressing room to put the players straight. I've just got the right guys to sort them out. Who's that? Is that us? What's he weepy? Baz has been championing Thomas Tuchel for years. That, uh, you know what? That's 100% correct. See, before he took the Chelsea job, and because he, he, he was the assistant manager under Klopp and he was at Borussia Dortmund. And even way back then, I was talking about him. So well remembered, mate. Somebody's listening. There's only one person that's listening. Here's um, one. Here's that, one that's here's one that's no um, been mentioned. It's been mentioned on Twitter, but not on here this evening. Francesco Farioli is a, also a good young coach in Turkey. Plays similar to that of Deserbe at Brighton. Um, Jim, lads, you're on a panic for no reason. Calm down. Nate <laughs> <laughs> Nutson, according to um, Bob there, and Jay says that's actually a correct spell. So I think everybody's very much in the camp of, but let's check that you know the camp of Geo out in the comments and on Twitter and on Facebook, etc. So let's hold on just before I go in. There's Neil just added another one there. We need some nuts in um, our club because there's a severe lack of them this season. I like that. <laughs> um, and Bob is just good. Scott the press is all by saying we'll approach McInnes. Um, <laughs> I hear your dad sells Avon is free. Ah, he's probably good. Ah, he's he was rumored with other jobs, wasn't he? Jim says, dice for me, a proper British style manager, just what we need. Let me go to Paul at C's. <coughs> what camp are you in? 
is it hashtag do you win? Now, no scalps on people's arses now. It's hashtag do you win, hashtag do you out. If it's do you win, who goes? If it's do you out, who comes in? Hashtag, yeah, that's a difficult one, and especially when you have to sit opposite one of the time. These press conferences look the guy in the eye. Well, go is to it, the is it, no, you know what? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice guy, but there's no case of sentimentality. There's no case of sentimentality anymore. I think uh, he has to. I think he has to go, but he's not the only fall guy in this. Uh, Ross Wilson has to go as well. No, no, no spots about it. So I would say, reluctantly, reluctantly, I'd say, unfortunately, um, it hasn't worked out. So Gio, Gio has will have to go, but on the proviso that Ross Wilson goes with him. Uh, and if I would, I would be in the, probably the Sean Dyche camp thing. But even to say that to Sean Dyche, though, but even to tell him Sean Dyche out because he'd not fuck at you. Gio, <laughs> yes, mate. Who would you go for? If if, if sorry, no, who would you go for? Gio in, Gio out. If it's in, who who's who's going instead? And if it's out, who comes in? If 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 Gio stays, then I think there has to be even some sort of sacrificial lamb, and it has to be Ross Wilson. Uh, like Paul said, he signed 98 players or something between him and and the boy before him. Mark you know, I don't know many. I don't know many Ross. I uh, don't know many Ross Wilson signed. I know he came from a with, with a reasonable sort of reputation with the stuff he had done at Southampton. But genuinely, man, I don't think he's done anything here. People can correct me on this. I don't think he signed Bassey. I think it might have been the boy before him. Don't think it was actually Ross Wilson that signed Bassey. It was um, Mark. It was Mark Allen, I think. Yeah, Mark Allen. Yeah. So you know, again. If he's been brought in to implement this player trading model, it hasn't really worked in in, in my mind for for that reason. If Geo goes, I I'm like I'm like you, Mira. I th- I think we actually need a British type manager. Um, I think we've we've went down the foreign route before. Thomas Tuchel would be a fantastic manager. I think he's a very very good manager and understands the British game, obviously from his time at Chelsea. Whether or not he would come to us is another statement. No. You know, I don't no. think he would ever come to us. Um, he's looking for another big job. I think he's looking for another big premiership job or even a big job back in Germany or even Italy. So um, I would probably go with, with someone like Dice if he's available. Dice is, is usually quite defensive um, in, in his play. But then again, we've been, we've been sort of pretty leaky at the back. So maybe somebody like that will come in and do good. It, it's hard to say at the minute, mate, because there doesn't seem to be many young up-and-coming managers out there who, you know, sort of fit that bill of hungry and, and, and that sort of thing. One thing I will say very quickly, mate, I think we need a manager with massive balls. Basically, someone like Gerard, someone who's not afraid to say to the board, no, I want this and I want that. I think we need a strong leader because at the minute we are with, we're a bit leaderless and a bit rudderless. There's nobody at the club really leading us, driving us forward. Um, so wherever we do, whatever we move forward, I think we need someone with a strong, with a strong sense of character about them. Bazbowski, same to you, mate. If he's in, who's going in his place? And if he's out, who's coming in in his place? <clears throat> mate, I'm a realist, as you know. <laughs> I'm a what? realist. Who's getting Who's getting landed the job of checking their balls then, Gio? That's a good <laughs> point, mate. Me? <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. Sorry, Baz. Let me go, mate. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Are they ginger? Are they ginger bollocks? No, no, you're right. 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 You're
I don't think he's going to go, right? I think he'll be here this summer. And then you'll probably find in the summer that they'll be they'll come to some neutral consent or whatever it's called. I don't know, like neutral agreement or whatever. Yeah. Uh, neutral consent, fuck sake, that sounds like, that sounds like something else, doesn't it? Um so I'm not too sure, right? And and if he does go, then who does he Dice obviously seems like the 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 popular opinion and choice. I know people are mentioning Gerard again and the bookies seem to like Gerard, but Obviously, Michael Beale's no there, and he's got a different setup. And he's, he's brought in that guy for hearts with a long hair that looks like the singer for Alter Bridge. Um, <laughs> so I don't really know. Gary McAllister, is he going to come back with him and all that sort of stuff? It's a it's a it's a tough situation. It's a tough question. And like Paul said, if, if we had the answers, then we'd be doing the show. So I don't know, but what I what I think is he'll be here till the summer, and they'll, they'll, they'll probably be looking to replace him. The new, I mean, there's always contingencies in place, but. I think uh, we'll win the next three games. I mean, although we've got we've got hearts, we have got hearts. I mean, hearts winning the games. Uh, but next Wednesday, right? So it's going to be a tough game, that right? Uh, but I reckon we'll win it, and we'll tread water right up to the break, and we'll go thank fuck for that. Everybody relax, and then they'll kind of hope that we all relax and chill out until after the break, and then we'll have some injured players coming back. We'll bed them in, and then all we can hope for is a second, a, a better second half of the season. And then we'll get mm-hmm. to the end of the, the, the year, then you'll probably find it. You'll go elsewhere. But who we bring in? I don't know. See, a lot of people are saying we need like managers who's you know a manager that players are going to be fitty. I think football's moved on for then. I think what we need is a is a manager that players are going to respect and, and players are, are going to work hard for. And I think they're working hard. I think they respect Gio because let's face it, we are we can't diss the name of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst in world football, by the way, because he was an excellent player, do you know what I mean? A really good player for us, and also an excellent player in general in World Cup final and all that, stuff like that. But, you know, won the Champions League, Barcelona, won the Premier League, Arsenal, all things like that. A really, really good player. Um, I, th- I think people do, I think the players just done the playing for him, I don't think they're buying into what he's given. Um, and unfortunately, that when that happens, the writing's usually on the wall, and when it when, Regardless when the axe falls, I think it will definitely fall this season, whether he gets his bad says to the end of the season or whether he, he goes before then. I don't know. Um that's that's a huge um, that's a huge call for Ross Wilson the board. What I would say is Ross Wilson said when Giovanni Van Brokos was appointed that they are already looking for his replacement <laughs> straight away, which fucking petrifies me to be brutally honest with you, <laughs> considering how much a rip roaring hole I've made of um, transfer windows recently. For me, I would have to be, as it stands right now, right in the Geo camp. Uh, I, I don't think Giovanni Van Brokos is ever the man. In fact, I, I said it at the pod last time we were in the studio. I says, I think we have a squad that's capable of at least challenging for the league title. Whether it wins it or no, I don't know. But um, challenging for the league title, I just don't think we've got the manager that, that puts them in place um, and puts the, the puts the team in some sort of shape to go and do it, um, unfortunately. So for me, it's Gio I, there would only be one guy I'd be looking at. I know people have said Bielsa and stuff like that, but Bielsa's going to want millions upon millions. And somebody made a cracking point there. Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield, Alan McGregor, and Bielsa ball, if that's what it's called, where it's all high energy, high press, whatever else, not going to happen. Yeah, um, you know, even Cholak at that. Cholak's not going to be the high press type player. You know, he's very good at what he does, Cholak, but he's a totally different striker. Um, I don't, I don't. I don't buy any of the old Bielsa thing because I just don't think it would... 
it's ever realistic as much as a top class manager. The same with Tuchel, who's a top class manager, but it's never going to happen. Sean Dyche is somebody who you could attract, right? Let's face it, he's never really going to manage in the Champions League or the Europa League or whatever down south. I don't think he's going to get any of the jobs. Why? Because he is unfashionable to some people. But what he did do is get the job done at Burnley um, until he until he gets sacked, and in which case they went down anyway. And you know, tell me putting the youth coach in charge of Burnley until the end of the season was was better than leaving Sean Dyche there and then let him go at the end of the mm. end of the year. Well, I'm a big fan of Sean Dyche coming in with Billy Omogeny. He's number two. <laughs> I, I'm into that. I, I'm into that. I can see that working. Um, I'm listening. Sorry, mate, on you go. No, I'm just going to say there'll, there'll be no bullshit in that fucking half time team talk. Mate, there'll be no, no back chat. There will be oh. black eyes and all that. Substitutions. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you get subbed off at half time. <laughs> was, was he playing bad? Well, he was actually playing all right. He's got a fucking black eye now uh, for some back chat. So. He's after it. The, the thing is, the, the thing is, like people are saying, Kevin Thompson. Kevin Thompson wants to be a manager in his own right, hmm. and I genuinely don't think Kevin Thompson would. It, it, the only way he would, ah, okay, maybe come here and work with a manager for a wee while, I. But then he will eventually get another job offer and go elsewhere. The reason why Kevin Thompson's been mentioned is because he's an ex-player, which we've seen with Ali McCoist and we've seen with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Does not mean that you're a good football manager. He has mm. to earn his stripes elsewhere. Gerard was a totally different bracket. He was a world global superstar who came in when we needed Gerard as much as Gerard needed us to get on that coaching ladder. And we raised his profile as a coach and he raised our profile again as a club. Sadly, it took six months, really, to absolutely destroy that in Europe. And it's that's the that's the galling thing for me and all this. Ryan says there about Sean Dice playing, you know, poor football. I don't think it's playing poor football. I think it's pissing with the you know who that you know what you've got at the time. And at Burnley, he wasn't getting investment either. He had to do what he did, it was survive. Um, totally survive and he did it year on year until that year there where he gets sacked and obviously it's just a case of regression each year we're seeing it at our club as well um, unfortunately Luigi <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> stick the bat signal up and kill him Mr Murray <laughs> what, was, uh, what was that daft rumour I put up on the, the group I fucking hate rumours right Davy Weir no, no, it wasn't the Davy Weir one or the Bilal Mojni one. Uh, somebody sent me one uh, about Duncan Ferguson and who was it? Was the number? I'll need to, I'll need to look at my phone. But uh, apparently, Geo's already set up for the Holland job uh, after after Christmas, after the World Cup, and uh, Duncan Ferguson. That's something the Dutch day, by the way. It's getting the job to mad, you know, mad choices all the time. I need to go into the group chat, man. Uh, I said just as Rangers well Ravel says there about Thompson. I, I totally know he's getting more manager experience than Gerard had I, but Gerard, it was different with Gerard. It was a global superstar. Thompson goes in there the way it is the new, it's a sacrificial lamb. It's not that ain't yeah. working. Uh, I'd be glad to be proved wrong if it happened, but that ain't working straight away. No and I, I think Kevin Thompson would be I mean, you hear when he does the commentary for the Rangers TV he, and, and BT Sports. He speaks so well. He is understanding of the game and the understanding of what it is to be a Ranger, even though he wasn't a Rangers fan growing up. You can hear in the way he talks and that passion and what it means and the standards. And that's obviously working under somebody like Walter Smith for so long and, and learning so much from him. I'll tell you one thing that Gerard brought with him was was the, the an instant respect. And Scott, I think you picked up on it earlier, mate. When Gerard walked in, you knew he commanded respect instantly. And that's just, just from what we see on TV... I don't know if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst gets that from the players. 
I don't think the players are standing there going, oh shit, the manager, the gaffer's talking, everyone shush, everyone be quiet. You know, whereas if that was Gerard, he just needs to give you a look and then that's you. Same sort of thing with a Walter Smith and that sort of hardened, battle-hardened manager. You know, he instantly, you know, commands that respect from the team. That's what Gerard had. And unfortunately, I don't think that Giovanni van Bronckhorst brings that. I'm sure they respect him as a footballer and what he achieved as a footballer and all he'd done. But whether or not they respect him as a manager may be a different thing. Listen, it's a job. These guys, it's it's just a job. We all work in jobs and we have all got managers and people we all we all sort of, we have to report to or speak to. You know, and half the time we're sitting probably going, I could do a better job than them. I wonder if the players are feeling the exact same thing. I wonder if the players are going, why would I listen to him? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking shit. But with Gerard, that was the difference. And I'm not saying bring Gerard back. Absolutely not. It's nothing to do with that. There. I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him again. But the difference is we need a manager who is going to be that same figurehead, that same strength of character and be able to tell the players, no, this is what I want to do and this is the way you're going to do it. If you will not do it, you're not in the team. And unfortunately at the minute, there's too many players know that no matter what and how their form is, they are still going to play every Saturday. Yeah, totally. And that goes back to the recruitment thing because they need to be ready to take their place. So again, it's all linked, isn't it? It's all totally linked in and we're staying. I've actually knew, got a few of my students, by the way, in the chat now, which is quite concerning, to be quite honest with you, <laughs> especially because this one's a Celtic fan. But anyway, I don't think I'll get my daughter. I wondered, what, I wondered, I wondered what the sir meant. <laughs> ah, I said, in the position you're in, mate, that's just it's naturally the young do, means do, do you, Although do I say, Lizzie's never ever get done in bended knee and knee at any you, point. But... Do you get your students to call you sir? I don't get them to call me some, no, but it's Fuck natural for these hell, young man. these young whippersnappers to, to speak of a teacher and say, you know, or a, a lecturer in my case. And I, say, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to say to all Scottish students who are currently in the chat and who are watching, we Fuck will off, certainly, your we, will, we will certainly <laughs> do not call them sir. We call them an awful lot of things, mainly the <laughs> mainly a short for it. What start we see, but we Ball do back. not call them sir. <laughs> <Things like that. laughs> That's shite, isn't it? That'd be your last appearance, you. Um, <laughs> um, so, so whatever the consensus is a podcast then, that Gio has to go and somebody else has to come in and it's a mad, mad mix there. A lot of people saying, Bill, and by the way, Louie, you're 100% right. Something he would know nothing about. Thank you. Um, there's another one. Look, there's another one. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked with Louie from that. Don't forget my background. I Scott, sorry to interrupt you, sir. But uh, see the <laughs> yes, I could have played that dump thing there, but I've not got it. <laughs> see the rumor, see the rumor thing I was telling you about was Duncan Ferguson and Michael Beale uh, <clears throat> coming in in January with uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst taking the Holland job after the World Cup. By the way, these are just rumors, but if anybody wants to. You know, the Rangers, the Rangers, I know the Rangers rabble was watching. I seen him in the comments, mate. Get it on your podcast, get it right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's mental that how somebody can say something and it catches. I would, I would much rather the Thomas Tuchel and Bilal Mojni thing, or the sorry, the, the Sean Dice thing, Bilal Mojni. I would like that. To, I would like to see that rumor take some dream team. Like, Absolutely, dream team, Baz. Love that. Any rumor I want to see on Twitter, it's fucking be Leo Mojni, the number two, Sean Dice. Yes. We would get exclusive interviews in this podcast. Just don't stick him on the bottom left. If Leo Mojni was part of the 
was part of the coaching team. Mate, the problem is, is you probably don't want to let get exclusive interviews with Billy O'Morgney if he's assistant manager at Rangers. Do you know what I mean? Because if ever that happens, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. Um, so, right, Bob, we're going on all, mate. It's overrun the night. It's just chaotic. Yeah, it's descended yeah. into a farce. By the way, by the way, there's hundreds of them in now, so I'm leaving, right? Before I say something that gets me to bother, I'm leaving. That's another <laughs> one. Another <laughs> self fan. All right? So I'm leaving, lads. <laughs> um, fair play, fair play. So I just want to thank everybody who's joined in this evening because it has been quite a, well, maybe not therapeutic as such as it's probably drove me closer to the drink, but aye, pile of fish to be quite honest with you, but that's where we're at. Prediction for Saturday, Sunday, Paul at Seas. 2-0. To who? Need to confirm that. For fuck's sake, come on. 3-1 the Rangers. 3-1 the Rangers. Right, okay. Baz Bowski. I'm also going 3-1 the famous. Okay. I'm going 4-0 and I'm going a Cholak hat-trick and I'm going a James Tavernier penalty. You heard it here first. Go and get the money on it. See the wee drop you've got left over after you've put all your mortgage <laughs> on that Mads was talking about earlier and wasted your fucking life. Then go for that, okay? Um, thanks very much. To, see you next week, Louie. Thanks very much to everybody who has joined us this evening. Everybody who's created um, a wee comment in the chat there. Everybody who's commented and, and went on the poll on Twitter and stuff like that. It's tough Love times, it. by the way. It is tough times being a Rangers supporter at the minute, but it's not always been tough. It's always been quite good, remember. Um, we just need to dig in there. We need to dig in there. The good times will come back. They're not that good either, by the way. Okay, they're just riding on that crest of confidence at the minute, something that we don't have. And when we get that back, it'll be a wee bit... You talk about St. Murray. Aye. <laughs> uh, sorry, St. Johnson. <laughs> St. Johnson, aye, aye. They're not that good either. Um, as Baz has seen there in the background, he's seen spoilers for, for um, Hamden in the, the cup final. That's exactly what's happening behind you there, Baz. It's the it's a spoiler for what's going to happen when we get to the cup final and beat them. But that's just what it's all about. Um thanks to CP Plumbing Heating. That's the Media Print EK. Thanks to G4 Claims for all their support. What can we say about that? Thank you. Just hashtag it. That's why you're here, mate. That's why you're here, mate. So I'll catch you next week. We're back next week, lads. Yeah. We're always here. We're always here. Look, yes, sir. Look, no, hold on. Wait a minute, Keith. I get to just block him before I go. That's nice. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. When I was a young boy, my father said to me, Put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older, there's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive. I got that battle fever coming over me. And I got...